0: listening to Vet
1: Candy. Hi, this is Dr. Jessica Turner, and you are listening to Living Well with Dr. Jessica, your one stop for all things wellness, not just what to eat or how to move more, but everything in between. And if you've listened for any amount of time, you know that my sweet spot, the thing I could talk about all day long, is general wellness when it comes to our profession, but specifically tapping into those things that we we know are adding to the stress within our field and, and leading to burnout and compassion fatigue and all those things. But more importantly, what we can do about those different areas and how we could start changing the script with those things. And so... I'm incredibly excited to have our guest on today. We have Dr. Sonia Olson. She graduated from Virginia, Maryland, Regional College of Veterinary Medicine with a focus on exotic animals and conservation medicine. Her professional path led to over 25 years of practicing clinical small animal and exotic emergency medicine in both private and corporate practice. And that was within Virginia and Florida And during that time, she was given a range of opportunities to teach, mentor, and lead, which also led to her increased awareness of the need for veterinary well-being, awareness in general, and skills. And so this combination fostered Dr. Olson's passion to better understand and support the holistic health of the veterinary caregiver, um, which is honestly why this show came to be about. And so what better guest to have on today, but Dr. Olson currently serves as a full-time wellness educator for the Blue Pearl health and well-being team. She works alongside veterinary social workers to create and train on well-being concepts and initiatives as well as foster conversations such as this that promote a more compassionate, healthy community and culture. She is certified as a mental health first aid trainer as well as a compassion fatigue educator through the Figley Institute. She is currently working on her mindful meditation teacher certification, which is a two year program and she will finish up next February. So that's so exciting. exciting. I know that was like a long winded, but there was too many things that I couldn't leave out. And so we're so excited to have you on. I can't wait to just, you know, let you jump in and share more of your story and how you've kind of ended up doing the work you're doing today.
0: Well, and first and foremost, thank you, Dr. Jessica, for having such an incredible space to foster the conversation. This is how our community connects and we learn from each other. And my goodness, we were just saying to each other a moment ago how valuable it is to not realize you're in isolation with any of this. You are not. And if there's anything that this space can do, I hope it hope You have more compassion for yourself and for your experiences, as well as for the people that are around you. Amazing people, right? So thank you for having the space be available to share that energy because it will feed us (laughs) as we do the hard work, right? As a community. So I love that. And thank you for going through all those pieces. I think that you and I both share also as kindred spirits that we have evolved in our roles as veterinary professionals and how cool and how possible. I think as you start in your veterinary role, whatever that may be, sometimes there's a, oh, maybe an idea that you have to stay in that role or you have to go on a particular path in order to have worth or to matter in this community. And I love that we're two examples, but there are many more around us now that are just shaking that snow globe up. And that there's, I think, a lot more opportunity and visibility into how we can be in the veterinary profession. I love that. I love that we're stretching. So with that, I would say, how did I get to this? Yes. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy.
1: This is Dr. Quincy Hawley, and I'm here to tell you about a new show. It's Vet Candy Rounds with the Hawleys. That's right. Dr. Tiara, the love of my life, and I have teamed up to bring you the most fascinating cases in the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or a podcast platform of your choice, only on Vet Candy Radio. So
0: you shared you know, some wonderful tidbits from just how did we get from point A to point B, but obviously there was a whole lot of life and learning <laughs> that happened in between there. And, you know, experiences certainly that informed me as to who I was in that community and who I wanted to be and recognizing that I had the potential to be as much an advocate for people as I was for the animals. That was kind of a, interesting wake up for me. I, as you're, I think it probably resonating with that. Yeah. I had been a Les Mills fitness instructor for almost 20 years as well. And so coming to, that was one of those things I was like, really? Group fitness instructor? What? So I'm a veterinarian. What do I know about that? Well, I discovered that I actually really love just bringing people together, celebrating the journey of well-being and health whatever that looks like, but doing it in a really supportive, kind way, a fun way. And it just opened up a side of my personality and my creative being that I didn't even know I had. Combine that with my love of teaching anyway, you know, especially in the veterinary space. But then I recognized, oh, a teacher is a teacher. And, oh, by the way, you have lots of things to offer, (laughs) you know, as you go. It's not just in one space. They kind of found a nice nest together when I recognized how much our community needed. They needed well-being in every regard as well as paying attention to what are the things in our systems and in our culture that were breaking us down. So it's not just on the heads of the individuals to take responsibility for and do the self-care that's needed because only we can do that in a way that serves us. It's also having the hard, uncomfortable conversations about what in our systems, in our communities, what do we need to look at and change
1: for the better, right? And shift in some shape or form. I did group fitness for a little while, too. So I just think it's so funny, you know, just the, the amount of similarities we share. And I, I definitely recognize that, and I don't know if this may be part of what kind of was the lighting of your, you know, flame with wellness in general over the last 25 years. But it started with my own. It started with my own personal experience of kind of hitting that rock bottom and honestly, just being at a place where I wasn't enjoying the work I was doing. I wasn't enjoying my family, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And I was grateful to have a doctor that loved me enough to be tough with me. And pretty much said, I don't care what you have to do. You need to find a way to to start being more active and and taking better care of yourself physically because we're getting nowhere with the mental aspect of things. And so I think a lot of times it does start with those basic needs of well-being, what you're fueling your body with, you know, how you're moving, whether that's going for a walk or doing a a group class. But that just kind of snowballed. And like you said, it, it opened these areas that I didn't even realize or I have kind of forgot were there with creativity and, and just these skill sets that, I don't know, we, I feel like we just get so laser focused with what we do as a veterinarian that we kind of forget all these other tools that we have that can be brought in to be a part of the solution. And so I just, I love that we share that. And I think it's just a beginning step for so many And then it kind of just opens that door and then another one opens and and you just keep exploring different areas that you could kind of utilize towards making a difference.
0: And I think that you and I also share that it really came about largely because we were forced to. We've basically got to a point where we were brought to our knees by our life circumstances and work was only a piece of it, right? Part of it was also personal life on top of work life and not giving ourselves the opportunity to learn and to grow the skills necessary to navigate those things. And we found ourselves wanting and it showed up with really literally telling us you need to figure this out or things are not going to continue as, as they are. And I got all sorts of physical warning signs that I ignored and I ignored and I was stoic and I kept pushing through making all sorts of justifications and excuses because well, quite truthfully, I was terrified. I mean, if I am not, a veterinary clinician. Then who is Sonia? And I know I'm not alone in that. I've talked to so many veterinary professionals, not just doctors. It's so many veterinary professionals, and I don't think it's unique to us, by the way. I think that we, many of us, in especially in caregiving roles, we get tethered and identified with that role. We basically push those other parts of ourselves down and out, and as you say, we get laser focused on just this piece that really is not going to be a sustainable plan. (laughs) So life shows up and your body shows up and there are things that you are forced to take care of. And I think that's what happens. And it's not inevitable. It's not that this has to happen for somebody in order for you to start doing the work earlier. So I think that's what you and I hope to do, right? Is by having these conversations say, hey, look, these are some of the things that we have inclinations toward and... Veterinary medicine is an incredible, amazing, fulfilling profession, but it's also full of just really intense emotions and complex, challenging circumstances that are quite truthfully full of suffering, animal suffering, human suffering. How do we bring our best selves to this conversation so that we can be in that realm of emotional, physical, psychological distress in a way where we stay whole? and also have energy and life left over to give to the other parts of ourselves. So that's a challenge. And it takes awareness, it takes conversation, it takes community. We cannot expect ourselves to know all of that and do it by ourselves, no way.
1: I automatically thought of something pretty specific and it's it's personal, but maybe you could speak some insight because I know people that, that are listening, there, there's gotta be a handful that kind of fall in this this situation where maybe they've been having the warning signs or, you know, these different things that are kind of like in the back of their mind where they know they need to do something different. But maybe they're in a spot that, for example, with myself, I recognize that part of my decision in stepping away was that I I needed to kind of step away for personal reasons to be able to go back and and kind of properly handle things that never were handled before. I needed to heal in some areas because I wasn't at a point where I could be in that environment and like you said, remain whole. I really struggled with not letting the emotion that comes with our profession just kind of snowball on the things that I hadn't properly Handled. And so, when you have someone that may be in that situation where they truly feel like they don't have enough control over themselves and where they're at to be surrounded in our profession and it not have that negative impact, do you have specific advice if they can't step away for a time to be able to, you know, really dig into their healing? Um, kind of like your best tips or tricks You know, to just be able to combat because I I find that that was my biggest struggle. and, And I do relief on occasion. And even though I'm in a much better place now, I still, depending on the day and the amount of, like you said, suffering that's at play, a lot of it can act as triggers. And I mean, it's such a fine line I find that I walk some days and I find myself saying, okay, this is why I'm not in practice anymore. And I think a lot of, or our listeners probably feel like that, but they don't have a baseline to kind of start utilizing.
0: We'll be right back with more Vet Candy.
1: Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. So I guess that's what I'm asking. What would be your like best resources for someone that feels like they're constantly walking that fine line and has trouble, you know, kind of separating those things?
0: Well, it's a big ask. And I think it's a it's going to well, it's a deep bucket of resources that are available. But I think this is the thing is that it starts with you. It starts with you, number one, acknowledging that you are worth health. You are worth taking time and energy and care that you have value just there, that it's not your doing, it's your being, and that you deserve as much healing and care as you're giving to the animals and maybe other people in your life, right? So number one is coming to the space where you acknowledge, number one, I'm not okay. Number two, I deserve to be okay. I really do. Now, what do I need I don't know that people really slow down often enough to take a moment to really reflect with that, Jessica, where they just say, what's missing? What do I need right now? What is it that I can do right now with my current life circumstances? What's available to me? And taking it in small steps, really small steps, but you have to know where to start and maybe where you want to go. What does a healthy you look and feel like? Do you know? And what are the things that you know historically have restored you and made you feel healthy? What are those things for you, right? So would you have to know those things for you and where can you make those small protected pockets of time so that you get those little doses of health and wellness back into your batteries? It doesn't have to be a two week vacation in Fiji, which would be lovely, we would love that, but I'll tell you that there are some people that do that and guess what? They spend so much time on that vacation, not dealing. They would simply numb out. They're not really digging into the opportunity to heal on that time period that they've given themselves. And so they guess what? They come back and they may be more physically rested, but they haven't tapped into all the other thing, other layers of themselves that needed some attention. So how do we do that on a more regular basis? Well, number one is starting with figuring out what works for you. What are your resources internally, your lived experience, your knowing? And what are your external resources, the people around you, your community that you know, love and trust and support and safety? That's friends, that's colleagues, that's family. And do we need to tap into professional resources? Geez folks, if anything, please, please, please. Look into all the bounty of resources with veterinary social workers now in our presence. And we have tools through the AVMA, abundant resources that are coming to us through our VMAs, through these resources like your podcast, Jessica. There are so many coming from our community saying, hey, look at this space, look at this podcast, look at this link, look at this book. Maybe this is a a continuing education forum that suits you. So get curious, give yourself permission. And I feel like that's going to be a unique journey. But number one, knowing that you have to find micro doses to start because otherwise it feels overwhelming.
1: It seems impossible whenever you look at it as a whole. It's so true. I mean, it's easy, you know, for for myself, for you to look back and, and you, we could see, you know, how small those steps were, but they were significant, each, every single one. And the longer you kind of open your eyes and become aware, more aware of yourself and In these different, you know, resources and, and, and topics out there, the ease, the really, the easier it is, you know, you end up, it's like this compound effect and then you end up having this huge toolbox, whether like we were talking earlier, mindfulness practices and things like that are truly gold mines for our professions and being able to be in those less than ideal, sometimes trying circumstances within the workspace, but being able to kind of pause and like you said, ask some of those questions that kind of keep you grounded and just allow you to breathe. (laughs) That's one of the easiest things I'm always telling people, you know, you really don't appreciate the power of just taking a good deep breath until you understand like what is happening (laughs) in our brain when we do it.
0: Well, that's really wonderful to point out. I love that because when we're in the space of helping to support our teams currently, right, who are going through more emotion and more, geez, compounded layers of trauma, et cetera, in our lives as a result of the last two years Mm -hmm. all together in every way. So your breath, right? It's one of the most available resources that we have to go ahead and Decrease emotional reactivity. And when I say internal resources, I'm also talking about your parasympathetic nervous system. I'm talking about the wisdom of your polyvagal system. These are the systems that we each were born with as our operating system as humans, but we forget or we don't know that they're there. So learning how to tap into it instead of spinning out in reactivity to a challenging experience, practicing. When you're not distressed, practicing these moments of breath, three breaths, five breaths, longer exhalation phase to go ahead and tap into your parasympathetic nervous system. Practicing those. And then when you bring those tools in, you remember, ah, yes, I can do this. Breathe. And then you move out of that reactive zone back into your prefrontal cortex. And you go into, I can find my way through this. These are the... Wise words. <laughs> These are the wise actions to take rather than speeding full steam ahead and then cleaning up the mess behind you.
1: and I, th- I think because we, as veterinarians, we understand all that, and we, you know, I, I think most of us find all of that interesting. I loved that part of schooling and learning how our you know the body is is created and how everything works together. And like you said, we kind of forget those things that we learn. But I don't know if that's why that particular breathing techniques are one of the things that just stay front in my mind because I understand the science behind it and it's it's really interesting. And, you know, I think for many people, they may, oh yeah, they want me to breathe again because it's just forcing you to like be present for that moment, which is part of it. But it's so much more than that, which is why it's so powerful. so.
0: Right. And so taking micro steps, like we were talking about, right? So breathing, what about techniques? There's a, something called the stop technique, which is really powerful, just literally to stop what you're doing. Stop, take a few breaths, observe what is going on around you, maybe tapping into your senses, naming those things. Proceed. So what you're doing is you're grounding your body and you're coming back into, like you said, this present moment, this physical experience, slowing down your brain, so that you can proceed with more attention. And you know, not only are there fewer messes in terms of communication to clean up, but you are doing better medicine. You're less likely to make medical mistakes. So slowing it down when it feels like there's never enough time to get all the work done. I I know, been there. <laughs> but you know also that you do better quality work and you're actually more efficient when you go and Remember, we're not computers. We can't really effectively parallel process. We have to serially process. Do this thing, and then this thing, and then this thing. So doing it in that way and giving yourself permission to take a breath and focus on this. Maybe it's before you walk into that exam room, you touch the door handle and you say, I am here, and now this patient. I'm drawing up a medication of maybe it's a euthasol before I go into a euthanasia and really focusing on what I'm about to do. I am drawing up euthanasia solution. This is important. I'm going into this room with this family. This is something they will never forget. And I need to be present for that animal. It's a responsibility. So slowing yourself down with sensory so that you can be really present, really quite truthfully, I know it sounds a little cheesy, but for the moments of your life.
1: It's so true though. I've found that specific exercise that you're, you know, kind of going through your senses really quickly. That's been one of the most powerful kind of tools that whenever I I feel like my anxiety is kind of starting to ramp up, I've really dug into a lot of those different things in the last year. And that was one of my favorites. And one of my girls tends to Get a little overwhelmed and overworked in situations that may not be going as she would hope and so we've done that together and it's it's such an easy thing to just share with someone and like you said it, it may sound kind of cheesy but these practices are really so powerful and i just think there's so many people that are walking around with these struggles that they're listening yeah i deal with anxiety or we are in such a fast-paced worlds begin with. And then our profession requires us to be so f- on top of things and, and quick to go from thing to thing that that moment of transition where you said you just kind of like state what you're doing and just allow yourself to, to truly wrap your head around the importance of what you are doing. I think when we could keep our actions connected to a deeper significance, it makes it easier to kind of get through those harder moments as well.
0: Now, the other things that I I think we can use the body wisdom, right, that coming back into the moment. So some people, I know I did this for a period of time. I would carry around a a rock in my pocket or something with texture. And I carried in my scrubs. And so that I would reach for it in my pocket to literally ground me to something earth and just the texture. And I would use that to remember that, You know, you can say there's positive words that you might say or use uh, positive memories, a positive experience that when you touch that touchstone, literally touchstone, that you remember that there's good and that there are positive things. And if you maybe take that as a gratitude moment, holy cow, the power of gratitude to literally shift you out of where you are in your brain to a more balanced state of being, less reactive, more emotionally available and stable gratitude for the wind. So gratitude to change your attitude. So something like that and the vitamin N. So well, that whether it, you get near a window and you look out and you see the colors and you see the sky and you see the trees and you maybe notice animals that are out there, maybe you have the opportunity to step outside and take a deep breath and get perspective. That is the way our human bodies are wired, that we need that, but also there's power in it to move you into different parts of your brain. Functional MRIs have shown how we actually settle down. So it's another tool that maybe you wouldn't really think of, but maybe go sit by a window or walk by a window or step outside, take a couple of deep breaths and back in you go. And it's available, again, Microdose, Fit it in multiple times per day, not just at a break. Do it multiple times because it will fortify you as you go. You're not wasting time. You're actually gonna be more efficient as you go and you'll be more likely to finish your shift on time because you were focused on
1: what you needed to do. I couldn't agree more.
0: We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Vet Candy makes learning fun with the most fascinating people on our planet. Our entertaining, continuing education programs are made for your streaming world. Fabulous, fun, and free. Available on demand, anywhere, and anytime. Don't miss out. Subscribe today on iTunes, YouTube, or a platform of your choice. Or visit MyVetCandy.com for more information.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on today. It's been a pleasure. Um, and I know our listeners are going to get so much from this and, and beyond. And so we appreciate you taking the time to, to come on with us today. All right, everyone, that is it for our show today. Until next time, this is Living Well with Dr. Jessica. (laughs)
0: Vet Candy Radio.